0: We our mentality, our I don't want to say mantra. Our what we say is we close anywhere at any time, and we never charge a, a mobile closing fee. So and not to get into fees and costs, we're we're three hundred and fifty dollars. That's what we charge, uh, closing fee, overnight wire, title search. It's three hundred fifty bucks. That includes cool. somebody coming to your house and closing, <laughs> and. A couple of people that, that are going to watch this have heard me say this. We had a closing. It was a Florida property. The guy was on vacation in in Biloxi. And literally, he was on a roll. He was at the craps table, and he said, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And the You've lender says, you're closing today. It's The docs are here. We sent a closer to the casino, and he signed at the craps table. And... Was still Just throw, throwing dice. Still throwing <laughs> dice. Still so, and that sounds outrageous, but I'm telling you, it's 100% true. Man, superstition is <clears throat> a real thing.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell here again with our super duper awesome co-host, Mr. Johnny duper. Jones. Wow, I got a duper. You, you, just got, you just got promoted. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was <laughs> going <laughs> to say, got <Man>. promoted. <laughs> you just got promoted. Thank you. But, the, so we new have, business cards next week. Yes. You know. <laughs> the yes. duper. So we have a, an amazing special guest with us today um, from Coast
0: to Coast Title, Mr. Mike Lumsden. Mike, thanks for joining us and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Uh, John reached out to me last week and said, "Hey, you want to you want to talk about
2: title?" And I'm like, I, "No, no, Mike, Mike, we're talking yeah. baseball today." Yeah. Right. That's fine we're too. We can do that. We go back and talk yeah. about umpiring and all, you know, your stats and all that stuff. I know more about baseball than I do titles. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I'm sure have
2: True sure. story. Mike <laughs> threw me out. Of, I think I was coaching a 10-year-old, and we were in a tournament. Mike threw me out. I was ejected by Mike. That was my first ejection. Okay, listen. Youth first baseball. of all,
1: we need to address the fact that it was a 10-year-old baseball game. That you had to oh, get I, ejected from.
2: Well, look, I should have been thrown out at the eight year, eight, <laughs> eight, eight, eight U tournament. <laughs> and, and it's typically not the coaches,
0: it's usually the parents in the stands. Oh, no, but, I
2: was the manager.
0: You, the, yeah, <laughs> I used to have to go to the coach manager and say, Listen, get control of your parents or you're going home. Yeah. Well, but it's not, uh, uh, why me? You know, and yeah. you take control yeah. of them or you're going home and then he's going home, then you forfeit because you have no one to coach. Oh.
1: Johnny getting fired up
2: over here yeah. about some eight-year-old <laughs> baseball. It, it's Friday. So tell us a little bit. We brought you here to talk about title, but you've been in the industry, like many of us, for many years. I don't want to date you, but let, let's. You, you've done a variety of roles. But if you give us a little background on your history and where it's led into title for, for us. It's funny because I watched
0: a week or two ago you did a um uh, a podcast with sean Moore, and sean and i are friends and and i was listening to you and sean talk about your past and i'm sitting there going wow that we're 40 that's me (laughs) wow that's that's me yeah. yeah it's um so to answer that question back in the mid 90s i i was a realtor um and got my real estate license and and all we did i was with a a small company we did uh, hud foreclosures so every friday we were sitting there waiting on the paper to come out to call hud and schedule open houses and um my brother-in-law's brother owned a a mortgage company and he called me and said you need to get in on the on the money side so i was a mortgage broker for sure nine eight nine years um Moved over to the AE, to the lender. I was an AE for um, a company, uh, Lone City, over in Tampa. We were in uh, A-paper, conservative A-paper. Was it next to Circuit City?
2: Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Right We brokered deals to Lone City back in the day, for sure.
0: Remember implode.com?
2: Yes. Yeah, the implode meter yes. We
0: were on there. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We got a phone call. I was in a broker's
0: office in Clearwater and uh, uh, we've got a sales meeting at 1215 in 15 minutes. Okay. So, you know, there's a couple hundred AEs across the country. We get on the call and as of today at five o'clock, we're shut down. Anybody in yeah. rescission has to refi again. I've, I've and, been on one of those. Um, and the broker that I was in, the LO says, what, what happened? And I told him mm-hmm. and he goes, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to
2: go sit at that desk and start originating again. <laughs> <laughs> So that, yeah, that's probably, that's going to be like latter part of 2007, maybe early That was early early 07. Yeah, I had
1: that same conference call in August of 2007.
2: Yeah,
0: this was early 07, early to mid. um, It
2: was mid. I I can remember where I was sitting when it happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I remember November of 07, I ended up getting out of the industry for a couple of years and and went to work for a, a local um, hotel chain sales manager got back in on the title side uh, about 10 years ago. So. Okay. so I've been in all four. to say quarters. you've done it
1: all. You've yeah. been a real estate agent, you've been a lender, you certainly understand the plight of all of those and uniquely positioned to be able to serve both of those needs in title now.
0: What I like about it is I do have <clears throat> the mentality of of a loan officer, of a realtor, a- and I can help structure sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's no, no transaction is the same. There's a yeah. lot of different intricacies that go into it, and um, being removed from the mortgage side for several years, I still know, for the most part, what's going on in the industry, mm-hmm. not the, the day-to-days, but mm-hmm. I, I've got a real good idea. So um, I'm on the same wavelength as, as a lot of the LOs, as, as well as realtors that, that we work with.
2: So for It helps. Those of you that want to know, why do we need and why do we use title insurance? When did that start? And, um, <laughs> you know, give us, give us that background, if you don't mind. I, I kind of thought we may go down that path. So I did a little
0: research because I, I, I wasn't real sure. Um, and, and it turns out in 1968, there was a transaction. Matter of fact, Watson versus Muirhead. Um, it was in Pennsylvania. And Watson sold Muirhead a piece of property on a handshake. There was no title insurance. Sure. Well, it turns out that there was a lien against it, and Muirhead lost the property. It's not his wow. anymore. So okay. the Supreme Court went, and uh, as a result to the lien on the property, uh, Muirhead had discovered the lien prior to the sale, but was told that, Watson, that the title was clear. So... That's when title insurance came about. Is 1868? Yeah. That's literally like bonanza days. Bonanza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. said 1868. 1868. Okay. 1868.
1: Wow. So, uh, other than what what different types of liens could a property have? Because I think like the average consumer who's purchasing a property from one person um, and taking it on themselves. They just want the clean transfer of title that used to be yours and now it's
0: mine. But there are other title encumbrances, correct? Yeah, oh yeah. There's there's a lot of things that there could be. So in a transaction, the seller or the person that's refinancing their home has to convey clear title to the buyer or to the lender that's gonna do their refi. The things that can pop up, well, obviously there's mortgages. Um, and matter of fact, I had a phone call the other, yes, day before yesterday of there was a unrecorded satisfaction on wow. on title and the the lender was out of business so oh, wow. okay all right what do we got to do there well we have to do research luckily the guy refinancing had all of his paperwork and the HUD and well wow. uh, back then it was the HUD yeah. he had it all showing that whatever the company's name was, getting paid off. So we were able to wow. narrow down and, and, and get that satisfaction recorded to, or to clear the title. A lot of things that people don't think about is unpaid child support Oh wow, liens that get placed. Now you're divorced um, or the, the people are divorced. He's no longer, but there's liens on the property that he has no part of anymore. Mm-hmm. Something that happens a lot, you may or may not know, is John Jones is a perfect example. That's a very common name. And really, what happens is when John Jones has some sort of a lien or a judgment, they just place it on every John Jones in Pinellas County. Oh wow! And let the title company sort it out. So we got to call John and go, Hey man, we need your social. We need to make sure match this up. Wow. Um, Where did you ever live in Boston, Massachusetts? Um, Yes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, it's yours <laughs> you're stuck with it you're guilty <laughs>
0: <laughs> wrong answer um but, but there's a form that's called an nois not one in the same so john Jones, i signed a lot
2: of that when i have bought property over the last 25 30 years i'm, I'm sure i'm with always, your name. yes yeah aka because there's a lot of john joneses that has another f- investor in saint pete and he and i <clears> you know um You know whenever i've closed on my investment property it's he's just like me and he's i'm signing for him and he's signing for me yeah 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 yeah. what about
1: like mechanics liens like how how common are things like that
0: not as common um and typically a mechanic lien is is a um we're going to get down there notice of commencement so when you get new windows put in your house they go down to uh, get a permit Mm -hmm. a notice of commencement is attached to the property now that notice of commencement is only there for a year it falls off in a year but if it's during that time when you're refinancing we've got to contact the Make sure it's window guy and say it's hey were, sure you yes, and were you paid yes and you do see that a lot. a lot i
1: mean
2: yeah. that, a lot, and if a lot the guy of, hasn't
1: been paid he's like negative yeah, correct yeah. i haven't so, been paid so now they've got to clarify
2: and we need an invoice and they're great fi- they're great out. by the way to file the lien But they don't always remove the lien. They never. They never remove the lien. It's going to (laughs) fall off. It's going to fall off. Or they're going to get a call from the title company. In a year's time.
1: What about, um, uh, you know, sometimes we run into encumbrances like um, they're late on HOA dues or haven't Mm -hmm. paid HOA dues or things, you know, like that. And it always shocks me when we get to that part uh, on, especially like a purchase, and... Nobody knew about it. Like, how do how do you take a listing, and you don't know that there's a lien on this property other than what could be a mortgage?
0: I'm not sure, and you may <clears throat> have stumped me a little, but that may no that would that fall under um, municipality liens, um, meaning you didn't mow your lawn, so the city came out and sure mowed it, and, it. it yeah. and and yeah. placed a lien. Which, by the way, my son just bought a property in in September, and there were eight lawn mows from the city 160 bucks a pop sure. Wow! it takes 15 minutes with a 21 inch mower to mow this property and, and they nailed him they are getting paid yeah. i'd like that job no i wouldn't it was I would. like I don't, it, I don't want to work outside it was a thousand dollars it was a thousand dollar municipality lien for eight mows or seven mows at 160 bucks a pop okay so, so that's something that pops up hoa obviously we have to contact the HOA and and get the um we have to get the estoppel letter which shows what's owed um what's this month paid Mm -hmm. and and it's almost like taxes where uh, they've paid this month they're closing on the 15th well now you're crediting 15 days so um i mean that always shows up on Mm -hmm. title now to lead into something and a lot of people even people that I that work with us loan officers and Realtors don't realize I can do we can do a pre-search it's not insurable mm-hmm. but it's a pre-search that the listing agent or the LO can sit down and go okay yeah. we've got this to deal with oh, um, Mike, is
1: there any cost
0: to that no okay so, uh, an to ag- us, yes. so an
1: agent who is working with you you guys are business partners that would be a wise thing for them to do. Absolutely. Is hey, b- before you put this listing on the market, run this bias. Let absolutely. y'all do it. Quick. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And they can take it to their listing appointment and say, look, I did a little research. Oh, wow. That's and a, so, like, what's the turn time on that? Five minutes if I'm in front that's of my awesome. computer. Wow. As soon as that's I'm in front of my tip. computer, I can have it to you in five minutes. Yeah, that,
1: that's a great tip. I, I think because it it's always shocks me when, when we find out, like, halfway through the loan process that, hey, there's some liens on this that need to be cleared up. And you're thinking to myself like, how did the listing agent list a property and not know? Mm-hmm, but yeah. Mike is clearly
0: saying within five, before you even go to the listing appointment, spend the five minutes and let them do it. A... Now it won't show municipality liens and things, mm-hmm. but it will show what's uh, recorded on that property. So it's So as a, a buyer, a title
2: insurance is gonna ensure mm-hmm. that I'm protected. So once we close, if any lien pops up, I'm protected. Is that essentially Correct. what's happening? Correct. And
0: most people don't think about this. Title insurance is the only insurance that insures the past. Everything else insures if you get into a car wreck, oh. if, if a tree falls onto mm-hmm. your house, or yeah. if you get sick. Mm-hmm. This ensures that nobody can come back and say, hey, mm-hmm. I, I'm supposed to own 25% of that property. My grandfather said. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, there's no handshake insurance. deal.
1: Yeah, right. You know, it just makes me curious now, like I don't know that I've ever heard a whole lot of stories where somebody had to use the title insurance, like post, like how does that all get settled and resolved?
0: Well, our underwriter, so regardless of, and we've got several that we utilize. So if a claim comes up, something comes up, obviously the underwriter is contacted. The consumer has their owner's policy in their file cabinet which I can get off subject on this. We also do digital. We'll, we've got a portal to where they've got everything uh, in a cloud.
1: Okay. It's dual and they encrypted. can just look it up.
0: Correct. It's dual encrypted. So um, not to mention when they do look it up, it shoots an email to the loan officer. And if there was a realtor involved, it shoots them an email and say, "Hey, they're nice. ser- they're, they're searching think, for their own policy. They're thinking about
1: listing. They're yep. thinking about refinancing. You might want I to like call that. them.
0: Very cool. Give them a call. Their wheels are spinning. So <laughs> yeah, very cool.
2: Um, then it's in the underwriter's hands.
1: So at some point, point somebody pays something out. Like how
2: to? Yeah, I mean, if you look back in the in the day of the last market crash, we had people that were selling property and in some cases make you know doing a transaction. Or two or three on the same parcel, and then splitting town. And by the time the title was recorded, you know, back then, it, you know, it, it, they weren't catching that. Essentially, mm-hmm. you're telling me that you're filing almost instantly once 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 a closing happens. We're very tech driven.
0: Yeah. Um, I <laughs> I like to say, and and, it, and I say this a lot. We're a tech company that just happens to provide title insurance. Really. Um, well at closing everything is done we're typically hands free of a file within a week maybe two and i mean the customer has their owner's policy they've got their survey everything is done it's archived and we're moving on i hear out there a lot that it's a month two months yeah six months and that's
2: the way it used to be so it
0: was sometimes that, that's an issue yeah yeah, we're done it's we want to we we want everybody involved to have the closure and Vinaled. have what they need. Right. We're, I mean, everything's recorded. E, everything is e-recorded. It's $4.50. Boom. It's done. at That day, at closing. So, well,
2: so we were talking about some liens that pop up, but talk about um, some of these uh, home improvement liens, the UCC liens that we're seeing um, and the PACE you know energy liens that you know for solar panels and whatnot and how that applies or works with title
0: well that is a i, if, I don't know if slippery slope is the right word but it's not a mortgage but it kind of is right <laughs> okay. so and really what has to happen is it has to be removed but then they just put it right back on now let's say it's a purchase because the lender doesn't want it on there mm-hmm. but after closing They have to be secured somehow to to get paid for their panels. Um, On a purchase, the the buyer is contacted and says, hey, there's whatever, $18,000 owed on these panels. Will you assume that? Yeah, okay, it's signed. It's removed or document is whatever. It's Mm -hmm. documented. Um, So it's... It's a tricky one because it's not a mortgage, but it kind of is a mortgage. It's attached to yeah. your property.
1: Yeah, so basically and, somebody puts some solar panels on their house, they finance the solar panels. Yep. It's recorded as a lien, the financing for the solar panel, And so those solar panels convey with the property, obviously, and that's where the sticky wicket comes in. Yep, correct. John, you, you've got this smirk on your face like there's more to the story.
2: Yeah, you know, my understanding is that if it's a if a specific pace lien that that has to be paid prior to the selling of the home. Okay. So that's the sticky part there, and we've run into cases where if the seller is uh, doesn't uh, disclose that, and they often don't realize that they mm-hmm. can't. It's not a, it's not sellable unless they can satisfy that, show it paid off in full, and then they're able to close on the house. They can't do it simultaneously. or removed or removed.
1: Okay, so my question would be then. Does the new homeowner take over the payments? Is that
0: what the deal is? Yes. Is that okay? Yeah, they're agreeing to okay. It's yeah, we've got
2: yeah. solar, so I can see that being a problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it, and and I'm serious, the problem lies
2: in you telling somebody to remove something, and then they're telling you in 30 days they're going to put it back on, and you want to make sure you're closed and recorded. Yes. So you're in first position The bottom line that. is correct. You know, and the trust factor is, yep. it, are they going to really remove and hold for 30 days, or are they going to remove and file before I can file, and they jump in first place? So mm-hmm.
0: why couldn't it just subordinate?
2: And they, will, they and it's they, got my mind yeah, for, and, my and wheel and spinning. I'm know, not we, we've, we've had it come up a recently in a couple of refis, and they're, they're, they're explaining it exactly like we're talking about it. They're going to pull it off for 30 days, we're gonna close our refi, and they're gonna put it back on, but it-, it Which it, allows it, it you to gets, be in first place. It, right, yeah, it gets whole, a little sticky with, with But they do with have the option, that.
1: couldn't they just pay it off with the proceeds from the refinance? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or well, the proceeds it, from the it, sale, if you're yep, the seller? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mike, what, what are some of the things that can pop up that we might be surprised about that they could delay or prevent um, a closing, other than some of the stuff maybe we've already talked about? Nothing. That's it. You know, you've got to make sure
2: all parties, you know, are able to sign at closing, right? You got to make sure that you have a seller that's not out of the country um, that somehow shows up that's incarcerated. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know back in the day when I was originating, I had that issue and it it delayed a closing. Well, you know, a spouse just, you know, it had been years Mm -hmm. and they weren't legally divorced. He was still on title And and he was incarcerated and it Ended up, you know, we find out three days before closing that wait a minute, it's going to take a week, week and a half to because you got to get documents, yeah, get down in to, and notarized <laughs> down right, to the prison, right? Yeah. Here's but, a plus to that, if I may jump in,
0: with technology now, because um, the the word POA has been brought up before power of attorney. Sure. It, they're really they're they're almost a thing of the past because and there are some some cases with a power of attorney where it's needed, but. With RONS, Remote Online Notaries, you're literally sitting in front of your computer. The closer is sitting in front of their computer. Hold up your driver's license. Okay, screenshot. Mm -hmm. That's in the file. They're watching them sign. So they can be in Bangladesh, and Mm -hmm. we're here, and there's a closing. So, um, However, if if
2: they're in Bangladesh, where do they have to go to... (laughs) make that closing happen. Can they do it actually wherever they're at? in, they're sitting in their right? hotel they room. Go. Okay. Yeah, wow. Correct.
0: So
1: they, so they wouldn't have to go down to yeah. the embassy or something like that. Now,
0: it does go through a portal. Um, okay. And there's a couple of companies and I'm drawing a blank. One of them, uh, anyway, it, they're out of California. But there's encryptions. There's, it, it's it can't just be Zoom. Well, but it's so a it sounds, similar platform. Yeah, similar to platform. platform. Right. So
1: it sounds to me like we literally could be heading towards an environment where You never actually go to the title company to
2: Oh, we're not heading there. We're there. there. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's happening. It's been it's been here for a few years. It's
1: interesting to me because you would have thought like COVID would have sped this up. Right. You know? And I would still I mean the majority of closings today still take place, I would imagine, at a, a title office. Although maybe they're in the parking lot or something like that. I know there was a lot of that going on during COVID where, hey, you're not allowed to come into the office, but we'll have you sign these documents drive-through-wise. You would have thought that that would have got sped up quicker. And it sounds to me, from just conversations we've had today,
0: it's not necessarily the title companies that aren't ready. Oh, no. No, it's the the lenders have to be, they have to accept it. Um, We we do allow RON closings. And to back up there yes there are some title companies that aren't ready because we service all 48 continental states we've been doing rons for seven years in in other states that that already allow it but and i wanted to mention this too we had another one at 2 a.m at a truck stop in ocala he was a long-haul driver heading from i think michigan to miami and that's where he was stopping our closer went to the truck stop at 2 a.m. Nice. and signed him. We close anywhere at any time.
1: Wow, that's pretty remarkable.
2: So let's uh, tell us different ways to hold title. Whether it's you know a married couple or say you and I buying a piece of property, what are some options for us as far as protecting us? Well, there's there's really three,
0: and then there's a couple more. But sure, the most popular is joint joint tenants with rights of survivorship. Mm-hmm. So husband we're married, wife, yep, married, husband and wife. I pass away, it goes to her, or it, the four of the the five of us everybody in this office have an agreement that have, we're, we're and we all that. own title or we all own a property well we're all on title i die it goes to the remainder you die it goes to the remainder so
2: it keeps going to whoever's left mm-hmm. joint tenants with rights of survivorship so tenants in common would protect us that if if i died it would then be willed to my it gives you the
0: right to leave it to your spouse. protect my
2: estate or my spouse or you know a, a third party it other it, than just following into you know, it gives the, the partner remains. the right
0: to leave their share of the property to any beneficiary uh, beneficiary as a portion um of their estate and it typically has no rights of survivorship that's tenants in common
2: yeah i mean i think that's important a lot of folks that, that maybe they're, they're on a second marriage and they have children back up north mm-hmm. and they come down to Florida or maybe they're not even married, but they buy a property, they assume closing jointly is the best thing for them. When in fact it may not be, um, you know, they, they they may have a verbal agreement that they're going to split their, mm-hmm. their estate and half go to one party and half go to the other. Mm-hmm. If they're not careful how they buy the property and hold title, you know, you can find yourself um, essentially in trouble if one passes. I had a call from
0: a, an investor the other day, he he and a buddy are buying a property. Actually, they're buying a couple. But he said, "How how should we hold title?" I said, "You you really need to contact a, a, a probate wills trust attorney because joint tenants with rights of survivorship. You die, it goes to him. Your wife and kids get nothing. Right. So joint tenants with rights of survivorship, married man, married man. Then that starts bringing in, but." What if you and your wife pass away in a car accident?
2: Now your kids are out in the cold. So uh-huh. you really, you really need to get a. If you're an investor and you know, in partnering with a non-married spouse, you need to have tenants in common and title, and you need to have a will drawn up and yes. protect. Make sure you're protected. And know you you're and your family part of the estate, and notes. the Correct. same
0: for the other side.
2: They need to protect their... 100%. And in and many cases, that, that, that involves some life insurance, essentially, you know, as a buyout mm-hmm. to protect the other party mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they can continue to make the payments to sustain the property. You've also and, got tenants uh, tenants by the entirety, which is
0: it's very similar to joint tenants with rights of survivorship, but neither spouse can sever the um, tenancy, if that's the right word, by selling their interest. So... Those are the three most popular, I think the most popular is joint tenants with the rights of survivorship. I don't want to throw out children. their life estate. You run into that. Operations does. I don't hear it sure out being mm-hmm. sales. I'm out right. in yeah, yeah, yeah. realtors and loan officers offices. You no, know, so in a case so,
2: where let's say you and I buy a property, I pass away, we might have it in in a life estate where it lo- allows you to remain in the property. Correct. You know, for the rest of your life and then essentially at that point the property then passes to the heirs, heirs. Yep. okay yep. right those are few and far between but uh, again my yeah my again i mean side it, it, sees that you know, more than what the i the importance of something like that is is I, is I i keep going back to somebody coming here the intent is uh both parties are going to split the split the proceeds but you don't want to have to force on on the death of one you don't mm-hmm. want to have have part of the estate try to force the money or a right. sale of the property yeah. while the other one's residing there. That's
1: why I mean, we see a lot of folks who want to uh, take ownership of properties in like LLCs, mm-hmm. you know, especially like an investor who's doing a conglomerate, you know, four or five investors together buying up properties. Um, it, it gets a little bit more difficult when we start looking at it that way.
2: Well, that's shifting gears. So a uh, uh, story I just... It, Came up a week ago is uh, we had a case where somebody had an LLC and they went to refinance. Okay. So somebody. So they had to
1: get out of the LLC. Yeah. To do their.
2: And so yeah. guess what happened during that that window?
1: I'm assuming something bad. So <laughs> something really something bad. bad. Happened. So, so like he, had, he a, had a tax a, a lien was put on it or something. Yeah. Like
2: and that that person was that that party was waiting. Is the second that he popped You've off. Got yep, to be It me. slid into place. Was it on, an investment property? That, that I'm not 100% certain of why. Do you think, it, was that yours or? No. <laughs> You've got my wheels Not yours, but I mean, was it a deal you, yeah. No, no, no. No, I don't, not that I know of. Yeah, I would imagine as, as an LLC that
0: it was. So an LLC protects um, the owner of that LLC. If I have an LLC, it protects me. If I've got a child support lien or tax lien, it can't, can't attach. attach because Correct. it's under an LLC. Correct. But if it's a primary residence, most liens can't attach unless it's a federal-type lien. They can't attach to your homestead property. Correct. So I'm assuming that was an investment property. Right. Um, and as soon as it came out of the LLC, it went to Mike Lumsden's name to do the refi. Ooh. Yep. It, it attached.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yo, you've got to be waiting in the tall grass. To, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm
2: saying? That is. Wow. I, yeah. I well, how well, how much was the loan? So it <laughs> I mean, was a hundred grand. I was gonna say, please yeah, tell me it, it wasn't was, like was 5500 bucks. No, it, it was it was. You, substantial. You're, that
0: dude was waiting in the tall grass. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I got a call earlier this week from a loan officer down in Fort Myers, and he said, I, I, I don't know what to do here," and I'm trying to remember the exact scenario. They're divorced, so and she has a new boyfriend, not because of the divorce, but anyway, she's moved on. She's refinancing the um, MSA, Mar- Marriage Settlement Agreement, and the divorce decree stated that he had to, he was giving her the property, all 100%. He had to quit claim it over to her within 10 days. This was 2019, it hasn't been done. Oh, wow. She's refinancing in November, a $10,000 lien popped onto the property in his, name. in his name. Their divorce is final. He was ordered to quit claim over, but he didn't. Never did. And now she's stuck with a $10,000 lien mm-hmm. because he is on title. Even mm-hmm. though there's documents from the court stating that you're no longer divorced and he's supposed to be off. But That's
1: sh- going to cause some drama in your life. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to so, cause some drama. It,
0: so she's yeah. stuck on this refi. She's going to have to pay that $10,000 lien and then go after him
1: personally, personally for yeah. it.
0: But that's a pain.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a pain. That's a lot of moving parts. Yep. Well, gents, is there anything that we haven't talked about today that we want to do before we move on? Is there anything, Mike, you wish we would have asked you we haven't asked?
0: We were talking, and and I, I want to give you a scenario. Of, of something that happened. And if this is something where title insurance would have helped somebody. So, and this is a personal friend of somebody in the companies. He, he bought a piece of land, um, a property for $80,000 on a handshake. And he did a title search. He had a company, they're 85 bucks to do a title search, mm-hmm. which... Goes against what I was telling you about the pre search. We can do a pre search too. They they cost us. They don't cost our customers. But sure. a true title search is eighty five dollars, give or take a couple bucks. He did a title search. Nothing on title. Pays eighty grand. Goes down. Records the deed. The quick claim deed. No title insurance. Didn't use a company. The guy went out and got a fifty thousand dollar forty thousand dollar HELOC. The seller. The seller. Yep. And it attached to the property. Nice. So now. Not only did he pay 80, now he's paying 120 because he owes 40 (laughs) for that home equity line that was attached. Title insurance would have covered that. So, and you see this a lot more in Central Florida, you know, good old boy
2: handshake deals on vacant land. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm going to buy this five acres to keep- Well, back in the day, we were seeing it happening multiple times in the same day. We talked about that a little bit, but, you know, back in the boom of 05, 06, 07, you'd have a vacant parcel- a seller would sell it to four people in this on the same day. You know, boom! Everybody thought they owned the land. Mm-hmm. There were four people. Wow! You know, off he goes, and he the splits seller town. takes off with yep. all the money with right. all of it.
0: So yeah, that's. Wow. But that was a scenario where title insurance would have would, would have helped. Sure, it's not a good idea to just do a quick claim deed and go down. And, right. Um, and, and record it because you don't know what is attached to that guy's name yeah. that's attached to that property.
1: Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us today. We, it's uh, been a pleasure learning love a little it. bit about title, and we found out some things we didn't know, and I'm sure you know those who are watching are going to find out some too. I would recommend agents connect with Mike and his company, especially before you go on a listing appointment. I think that's <laughs> my biggest aha yeah. from today. I love that's that. Awesome. Um, I love to run that. into these problems pretty frequently during the loan process, could easily be prevented upfront before you even go on a listing appointment. Mm-hmm. So thanks for joining us. Uh, on behalf of John Jones here, I'm Brian Lovell. Thanks for tuning into the Contacts to Contracts podcast. If you like what you see, don't forget to subscribe to our channel, like and share. And if there's anything that we can do for you, we're always here to serve.